It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing Whoa. some things right down So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pop. Welcome to the podcast. All right. It's August 4th. It's a Thursday. You know, I hate to get into this discussion, but, you know, it sounds like, guys, we're going to have to talk about conference realignment again. Um, have you guys heard of the new SawCon conference? SawCon? I have not. I'll suck on these nuts. Suck on these nuts. <laughs> gotcha. You fell for it. Yeah. You absolutely fell for it, Drew. Come on. I caught myself. Anyways, it's uh, August 4th, which means it's 8-4. Um, and that also signifies that it's the Texas A&M Aggies um, day. Oh, eight and four. But I'm going to give the, the, the microphone to my, my good buddy, Tom, here. He's had a, a tough week. And we're going to let him talk about his experience. So Tuesday, I came to figure out early in the morning that I had to pee very bad. Generally, like normal morning, you got to go pee, right? Um, after I went pee, I began to have extreme pains. About little little left side of my waistband. Um, and I didn't know what it was. I immediately thought my kidney was going to, or not my kidney, my... Uh, uh, what's it called? Your Johnson thing that you, huh? Your Johnson? Nope, nope. Oh, I forgot what I was saying. But Appendix. um, Appendix. uh, but my kidney came and formed a little calcium calcium rock inside of it. So I come came to find out that I had a kidney stone, extreme pain, had to go to the ER. Shot up with morphine. Good time. Um, uh, not really a good time, but I survived. Peed it out on the golf course. So. That's all I can ask for. We're here to we're here to live to tell the story. So, well, you live to tell a story. You know, it's it's the off season, um, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a kidney stone. Unfortunately, just in time for football season, uh, you know, get get the little calcium deposit rocks out of you out, out of your Johnson. I'd rather have it out now than during an OU football game. I'll tell you what, great point. It wasn't game day, was it? No, was not. Well, with that, we're glad that our, our, our guy Tom's healthy. He's feeling better. But we're going to get into some college football here. Our first topic of the day is a team, historically, that you're not feeling safe against. Um, and I put this in parentheses, especially on the road. This is kind of a team that, you know, maybe they're not the same talent-wise as your favorite team. Maybe they're not as good as your team. But they seemingly are always scary in Early November, right around Halloween, they're that spooky team that you just don't want to play against. You're never feeling safe. Well, there's an obvious answer as a as an OU fan, and it's the team in Manhattan. They beat us every freaking year. It makes no sense. We have like 20 times more four stars and five stars than them, and somehow they find a way to beat us every year. It's ridiculous. And the scooter's like, falling over. Yeah, frankly, I'm tired of it. Yeah, I actually had Kansas State on here as well. Um the other one I think is pretty obvious is Iowa State. They're just an unfortunate team. You just don't want to play them when you're when you're playing good, especially in Ames. Uh, another one I think is real good was Purdue. Purdue is just a team you cannot feel safe against. Purdue could have a two and eight record. They could have a two and eight <laughs> record, but as long as that you know the Boilermakers got a little bit of you know coal in their engine of the train, you know you just you really can't you really can't bypass the Purdue Boilermakers. I also had K State. Uh, obvious reasons. OU has lost to him two times uh, in the last, what, like four years? Yes. And I'm tired of it. Uh, the schooner fell over. Anytime it falls over, that's not a good sign. Uh, I also said Baylor. Uh, I just feel like Baylor, not really recently, they've just been pretty good, but I feel like kind of earlier in the era of the Big 12, they're always just kind of sneaky and could come out of nowhere and just beat your team, especially when you're when you're playing real well. Um, but yeah, Kansas State and Baylor are always 
for OU fans at least, they are they're scary. A Syracuse, just because of they, you know, they upset Clemson. They were close to doing it again. I think a lot of people <clears throat> kind of underestimate Syracuse. When you see Syracuse, you're not thinking, oh, they're gonna play a good team. Typically or not. Um, but just a couple times a decade, Syracuse will sneak up and just beat somebody over like, what in the heck? Doesn't Syracuse play basketball in their football arena? Yeah, yeah, the good old carrier dome. Well, I bet that basketball team has probably double the amount of wins as their football team in that stadium. Oh, well, yeah, easily. If, uh, if, I'm, a, if I'm a Longhorn fan, I'm not wanting to go into Lawrence this year. That's all I'm saying. Just 11 a.m. games in Lawrence, man. I'll sneak up on you. Never safe there. Other one I've got on here is Washington State. They seem to upset somebody in the Pac-12 every other year. Um, you can't be, you can't feel safe going in there. Oh, Iowa. So I think both Iowa schools, the entire state of Iowa is a place you can never feel safe of. And then here's why there's so much corn there that they're going to be ready to play it. Iowa and Iowa state are both two teams. You're never feeling safe against um, just due to the sheer amount of corn there. Um, I remember when we were there, did y'all feel safe at that stadium? I sure didn't. A little spooky out there. It was spooky. And, and here's the deal. Iowa's got a little bit spooky colors. That dark, that black, they use a little bit of gray every now and then. And then the yellow, the yellow isn't really like too bright a yellow. It's not like a, the fun yellow. It's like, eh, come on. It's like it's a corn yellow. yellow. Yeah. Last team I got on here is from the ACC as well. And, you know, I, I think that they're a tier above some of these teams that we've listed on here. Uh, but Virginia Tech, um, never an easy team to play against. Um, and again, especially on the road. You know, they get that inner Sandman playing. It's bumping in there. So you don't you don't want to play the the Hokies at nighttime. That's for sure. No, you do not. I'm, I'm still – Kansas State haunts my nightmares just all the time. First ever college football game, watch Kansas State beat us. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. But I think, I, I think Iowa State's – what they've done to Oklahoma State has uh, been pretty fucking ruthless, unfortunately. They really ruined – your best chance possible man yeah and they beat us this year and we were seven and oh six and oh i mean dude they literally only beat us in years that were undefeated every other year we beat them so tough have they ever had have they had their 10 win season yet they haven't had a nine win season yet <laughs> that's what i always said dude iowa state has never won 10 games ever and you know i'm not trash trashing on the on the cyclones you know what yeah actually, actually yeah i am the Cyclones have never won 10 games. They've been playing for 120, 130 years. How hard can that fucking be? Like, just one year, you just luck into it. I mean, just once. You, you'd think. Yeah. But, I mean, is, is Matt Campbell really going to get it done? I mean, he's throwing fits on the sideline like a little baby boy. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You'll have to have an amazing recruiting, uh, recruiting pitch to get anybody to come to Iowa in the first place, so – I'll tell you what, I don't know if there's a single human in the entire nation that plays high school football that has a chance to play D1 that wants to go live in, in Ames. Who the hell wants to live in Ames, Iowa? That one guy in QB1. I can't uh, – Rial Mitchell? <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, he was excited to be a Cyclone. Uh, not too many, I guess, but there, I guess there is a few. You know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Okay, well, hey, we're going to transition in here to a post that was widely popular this last week on Twitter. It was uh, from 24-7 Sports. It was uh, college football's best programs of the decade. It's kind of just a subjective thing um, uh, that they did here. And so I'll go ahead and read off the teams, and we'll, we'll kind of discuss it. But they have um, Alabama number one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, Georgia at four, Oklahoma at five, six, they have LSU, seven, they have Notre Dame, eight, Florida State, nine, Oregon, and then 10, they have Oklahoma State. So just uh, based off of the eye test here, when you look at the the top 10 teams, who's the, the first team that you're a little bit surprised that got left off the list? I was looking at that list, and I think they pretty much hit everything on the head. I was a little shocked that Florida State was on there. I mean, they haven't done anything since Jameis Winston left. And, I mean, granted, he was awesome. But, I mean, other than that, they – you're hanging your hat on that, like, cool. I don't really know you could throw another team in there, though. Like, I, I kind of rearranged the, risk, the list myself, and I could not really think of, like, my number 10 team because I don't I just don't see another team that really fits the, the 10 spot. I guess you could say Michigan, but they've, they've been iffy. I, can't, I just can't really find another team that fits that mold. 
What about uh, what about Auburn? Yeah, I thought about Auburn. Um, the thing is, is, is kind of with a lot of these teams, and even Florida State and LSU for that matter, is that they've been largely inconsistent. Um, LSU and Florida State both have had, you know, national championships this last decade, but they have also had seasons where they've lost to Jacksonville State and, and Troy. So it's kind of like, you know, pick your poison on those. I thought the one that was interesting that I didn't see to me was Penn State. Maybe I'm off on that. They've had some real good seasons, but uh, it seems like their down years go from like uh, seven and five to six and six when they their down years could easily be nine and three, 10 and two type years. Florida not being on there is also interesting to me, but yeah, Florida's probably in the same boat as just inconsistent um, of late. I think you put Florida the decade before, honestly, because yeah. they were so dominant with Tebow and everything. I think that just kind of missed the cutoff because what you technically go from 2012 on. Yeah. I just, I mean, Florida really hasn't done too much since, I mean, they're throwing shoes, but yeah, yeah. They're they're not they're not making they're not making the big games. No, they've played in the SEC championship, but I don't think they've won it in quite a while. And I think if they would have won one or maybe two, they'd be on the list. But but yeah, what were you thinking, Drew? I'm saying if I'm gonna change the list, I'm switching Oregon out at number nine and putting Auburn in. And then I would switch two and three. I think Clemson's been better this past decade than Ohio State has. They've won oh. one after championships in a have they played three times in the playoffs or just twice? Clemson and Ohio State, they play each other in the playoffs. They, uh, they played three. So so Clemson won 38 nothing, And then Clemson won in the game where Justin Fields threw it to uh, Nolan Turner. And then they played in, in the 2020 season in Ohio State won Justin Fields. So, yeah, I'd, I think I'd switch Clemson and Ohio State just because they have more national titles. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And I think Clemson's also played for the national title more times in Ohio State. So I would I would also switch those. My thing is, I think if Georgia wouldn't have won the national championship this last year, you could easily debate Oklahoma for being over Georgia. Since they got one last year, it's kind of hard to deny them the fourth spot. My A couple of people had a problem with Notre Dame. Um, here's why I don't have a problem with Notre Dame, is that they've been entirely consistent. In the last decade, they may have one or two bad, like four seasons compared to their, you know, their expectations. But they've made the playoff a number of times. They've shown that they at least belong in the conversation of being in a New Year's Six Bowl every single season. Now, have they won any? No, which is kind of crazy with how many shots they've had to fire. They haven't hit the target on one. But, you know, they are a program that deserves to be in the top 10. I don't know if I would put them at seven, uh, but they're definitely in the top 10 right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Marcus Freeman can do the next decade if he has a job for that long. Or a Washington team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anybody else that comes to mind that you could see? I, I thought Washington, maybe. Yeah, they've had a playoff appearance, but other than that, I mean, they've been pretty average. They, was that the first playoffs? 2016. I think it was, yeah, I think it was this, I think it, the first playoffs was Florida State, Oregon, Bama, and Ohio State. Yeah, so Pac-12 really dominated that early 2010s. But. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, I mean, but they were in the games. They've been, they won yeah. some. Yeah, Oregon blew uh, out. In the hat, yeah. Oregon blew out Florida State in the first playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oregon's played in two national championships since what, 2010? Yep. Lost um, What do you think about Michigan State? I thought about adding that team in. Uh, they've just been, I feel like they, I mean, if anyone's behind Ohio State, the Big Ten, it's Michigan State right now. Like, how, how long did Ohio State win? Did they beat Michigan in a row? Yeah, I mean, I would say Michigan Michigan definitely got beat by Ohio State, but kind of so did everybody else in the Big Ten. I, I would say Michigan is better than Michigan State the last decade, but I don't think it's like – I mean, I think it's a really good debate. I, it would be tough to put Michigan ahead of Michigan State, but I think that they're – I think they would maybe edge them out. I don't know. The last decade, you would have to go back to 2012. Uh, maybe it is Michigan State. I don't know. That one's a, that would be a really good question. Who's better over the last decade between those two programs? Um, I think Michigan's going to be better, but I think they I think they're probably going to win this year. That's just my prediction. But yeah, Michigan State has has had a great program the last ten years, so they they could be probably from 11 to 15. They'd probably be on there. Once again, once again, Tuck is coming. Tuck is on his way, man. Tuck is coming. He is. I think that's where Tuck is going, though. 
I mean, if he's coming, like, where, like, is he going wherever I am? Like, is he just coming to where I am? One thing he's about he's just Tuck, gonna come, come hang out with us. That's... One thing about Tuck, he's coming. That's the only thing we know. What if he comes out and wins a Heisman this year? How, how insane would that be? Well, he's the coach, so that'd, that'd be that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah, that'd be unprecedented. Yeah. Who is their quarterback? Is it Rocky Lombardi? Peyton Thorne. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Peyton. Rocky Lombardi transferred somewhere. Oh, Rocky Lombardi's on the Northern Illinois Huskies. He's going to have a big year. He's quite a NIU, baby. Come on. Football player. He's not very good. Yeah, for someone with that name, they should have a lot better. They should be a lot better at college football. Yeah. Is he related to Vince Lombardi? Is he related to the Vince Lombardi trophy? Not the trophy, just Vince <laughs> Lombardi in general. <laughs> he will never touch the Vince Lombardi trophy. Not once. Hey, what if Rocky Lombardi becomes a practice squad guy? You know, there you go. There you go. Practice squad for the Patriots, Rocky Lombardi. And then somehow makes his way up and becomes Tom Brady. I mean, we're, just we're, like act, we're acting like Brian Hoyer hasn't touched the Lombardi trophy before, guys. He has. He has a few. He's got a couple rings, doesn't he? He's got a few of them. More than I'll ever get, tell you what. Exactly. All right, well, we're going to move on from the top 10 teams of the decade. Um, you guys can check that out at 24-7 Sports. I think it's a pretty good list. But – so the next discussion we're going to have here is the perfect tailgating scene. We're getting really close to, to, to tailgating time. We're going to give you all the details you can really imagine here on what is your perfect tailgating scene. Just a lot of drunk people, to be honest. A lot of drunk fans. Can never go, can, can never go wrong with a lot of drunk, drunk fan boys. Um, Jake, I think... You've, you've been to the tailgate that I think you're going to know what I'm talking about. Jay Butler and your fam, Jake, your family's tailgated OSU games. It's elite. I'll tell you what. I've been to a couple, and they are some of the most fun I've ever had. I'm, I'm drinking beers with Jay Butler. I mean, I, I, it's a good time. There's just food. There's unlimited food, however much food you want, as much beer as you want, and then you get to go watch some football. I mean, I just I don't, I don't see anything better than that, man. Just getting some food, drinking beer, and then getting to watch some guys hit each other. Nothing like it. Great. Nothing like it. Yeah. Uh, the SEC's SEC's tailgates are different because I remember Jake, me and you went to the Chick-fil-A kickoff at AT&T Stadium. We got uh, Auburn and Oregon. I'm telling you, Auburn fans showed out at tailgating. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, right yeah. Home field. Having that yeah. time in the, uh, in the porta potty? Never drink warm fed cut of porta potty. Yeah, well, just don't go to a game that when you're 20 years old and there's just millions of cops lining the AT&T Stadium. We were trying to, we were just trying to get any type of alcohol on us before the game. We had to drink Fedka from my my like cowboy boot. <laughs> we had to, oh. we put we put it in my boot and we all went took turns in the porta potty away from the police that were in the tailgates. So that was not fun. It had to be all warm too. Oh. It was warm, but I will say this. Once we got into the stadium, I couldn't even look at the yard lines. They were so blurry. But, yeah, I, I will say that game, though, Drew, whenever – I was wearing an Oregon shirt, and I just kept yelling, Sco Ducks, to get the people riled up. And uh, a couple people in Oregon give you a nice little Rolling Rock. They all drink Rolling Rocks. It's green, and it's cheap. And so I will say Oregon did a good – they did a bang-up job as well. It was good I tailgate. saw you added that on the uh, top ten beers for tailgating. And I didn't know what it was. It's very, it's very underrated. It's very underrated. Once you, once you've had it, you'll, you'll realize it's this, this is pretty good, pretty good stuff. Yeah, that was a, By the way, go check that out on Twitter. Three yeah. Man Front on Twitter. Go check it out. Yeah, our okay. Twitter handle is at Three Man Front FB. You guys, go ahead and check that out. We need the, we need the, the publicity on our, our top ten tailgate beers. That was a game I forgot about that I could have mentioned in the first pod about best games I've ever been to. So oh, walk yeah. up and down. That oh, was an sure. awesome game. Yeah, and I don't think we, we didn't realize at that time how good Justin Herbert was going to be and how very mediocre Bo Nix was going to be because Bo Nix had kind of seemingly the biggest game he had at Auburn. And Herbert just – I mean, he wasn't great. I mean, he, you even on his Hail Mary, at the very end of the game, he threw the Hail Mary out of the back of the end zone. We were like, well, he's, he's, he's very, like – you can see the potential, but he wasn't really there yet. Can I say a bit of a hot take here? And I know it's not college football, but it's still football related. I think with these older quarterbacks about to retire, like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, I think 
the next Aaron Rodgers is Justin Herbert, man. That guy's insane. I love that. I actually agree with you. I've been on Justin Herbert train pretty much since his rookie year. I've kind of said he's like a Brett Favre that doesn't throw interceptions. It's awesome. And he's tall. I mean, he's He's huge. Yeah. I'm all in on Justin Herbert. I think he, him and Josh Allen both, I'm like, yeah, those guys are freaks. They're just the NFL. The NFL are in some good hands. I'll tell you what. Certainly. We haven't even discussed Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's, he's obviously uh, freaking his own, right? There's some good players in that game. We got, we got to see Derek Brown as well. He's a top five pick for the Panthers. Yeah. Smoke Monday. Yeah. Great game. Yeah. Um, Oregon had Kayvon Thibodeau too. Ended up being oh, a, yeah, a, 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 his first game at Oregon. So my perfect tailgate scene is this. First, my first condition is that it's on campus. Um, I love I love the neutral site tailgating as much as the next guy, but I think when you're on campus and you're kind of in the lawn area on campus, it feels nice, it feels special, um, feels like a big game. Second condition is two bite brownies. You got to have them. Here's the deal: I'm going to eat the two bite brownies. I'm going to do a one bite. That's what I'm going to do. I don't want to eat too many. I'm, you know, we don't want to we don't wanna go over over on the calories. When when you're walking towards the game, you're thinking that's one brownie. I just walked. When you walk to the game. It's 100 calories when I walk to the game, probably, maybe I don't know, maybe. It's 100, 100 calories for that one brownie. We need two bright brownies at every tailgate because they make you feel better about, oh, that was only two bites, you know? Mm-hmm. This other third condition is this. Uh, I need the game on, whatever game's going on, before your, you know, the game that you're attending. You need uh, that game on the TV. You need a trailer with the TV on, but you want it to be loud enough to focus on the big downs. You need, you know, crowd gets loud for third down you want to you want to focus but not too loud to where you can't have a conversation you know with with whoever's tailgating with you jake i need to tailgate with you more man you seem like you got it down to a science hey i've been tailgating since i was i don't even know two or three <laughs> so so you know we, we've got it we've got it down pat here um another one that's really important to me is a nice fitting lawn chair that's just important in life um let's just get that out there you guys ever had a real nice lawn chair Oh, yeah. I want it back at home. It's perfect. Might bring it down to normal. Perfect. I need a good lawn chair in my life. I don't, I don't think I've ever had one. Well, Drew, let me just tell you, it's like a good, nice nice pair of jeans. I want the oh, one yeah. that, can, uh, that can rock back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't, hey, you can't keep all the legs on the ground at the same time to have a little fun, you know? What's your guys' favorite tailgate food? You've got to go with the hot dog or hamburger. Hamburger, hot dogs, nachos. Ooh, There's really no uh, other question about it. Some good finger food. What do y'all think about wings? Oh, sometimes they get a little messy. Yeah, it's a good point. You I gotta- feel like I gotta sit if I'm if I'm going to beat up to watch a game. Of course, I'm getting wings. But I feel like before a game, I just I don't know if I'm I don't know if I want wings there. But if I'm oh, sitting yeah. down and I'm hunkered in my spot, I'm I'm getting some wings in hundred uh, percent. I like a, I like some pants in the blanket. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that's good stuff there, Drew. That's good stuff. Yeah. You know they call I think that I call like when you go to B dubs and you're watching games, I feel like that's uh, it's like called table gating. You know, it's yeah. like table but you're sitting there. Yeah. And I mean you got like twelve games on at one point. You can literally watch whatever you want. It's awesome. That's a that's a great point. So here's the other condition I have as well for tailgates. When you're bringing a football to the tailgate. You want this ball to be just a little bit slightly smaller than the regulation size of football that they use in the big field. Makes you makes your hands feel big. You know, I'm tossing the rock. Makes me feel like I'm a real quarterback out there. You know, you pat it, spin it in your hands a couple times, get a little toss up. Makes you feel good about yourself. You know, you don't have to worry about a big ball where you're like, ah, am I going to get it there? You know, you don't have to worry about any of that when you're just swinging it. You know, you're just you're slinging it to your boys. Um, that's, that's a good feeling. So I want the, the 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 size of the football to not be as as big as the one they play play with. I won't lie, having one of those little peewee size footballs, you can you can slang those things. You can get some below behind those. I, I feel like Jacob Grom throwing one of those bad boys. I can throw a peewee football eighty yards. I'm convinced. Eighty. Eighty. Eighty-five on a good day. Drew, this is how your UCL got partially torn. Yeah. Challenges like that. Throwing, throwing long toss curveballs. <laughs> that was my brightest moment. Yeah. Hey, how much how much did it drop though, Drew? Did it was it a good curve? I wasn't really focusing the ball after my elbow started screaming. 
It's a fair point. Oh, imagine tearing your UCL at a tailgate. That wouldn't be the perfect thing. Oh, man. That would be a downer. Yeah. Are you okay? So if you tear UCL, are you going to watch the game or are you going to the hospital? Oh, it depends on how big of a game it is. If it's Bedlam. Oh, yeah, I'm there. Pom pom. In excruciating pain, you're watching it in the stadium. I think so. I think I'd probably watch it in my comfy lawn chair. That's, That's a great good. point. That's a great point. Get a little swing. Yeah, that way you can still you can still hear the crowd noise while you're outside, but you're just watching that TV. Yeah, that's perfect. That's great. I will say one time I was, I was, I think I was fifth or sixth grade. I broke my foot and uh, it was Colin Klein versus uh, OSU. And it was like number 14 versus number 13 or number three. I think we were number three. I don't remember. But anyways, my dad was like, you still want to go to the game? My foot's just broken and I broke like three or four toes. And uh, I did not go to the game. Uh, I should have, I should have, you know, I'm a weenie. I should have gone, but the UCL, I think I, I might be able to make it. I hate to say it. I am not going. That's fair enough. I'm not. That's fair enough. See, I have a, I have a weird superstition where if I'm not there, we're going to lose, you know? Would you guys be okay with more steroids in college football? What positions do you think would benefit more from having steroids? I think if we're going to use steroids, it just has to be on offensive line and defense line only. Let the big boys eat. But other than that, you don't want to see the quarterback Juicing up, seeing a bus. I don't want to see you guys throw 95 yards. I really don't. You don't want to? No. You're thinking Josh Allen loaded up on some roids. You don't want to see that? Josh Allen doesn't need roids. Well, I mean, it could, uh, it would, so he could throw the ball pretty far. Just think of him right it up. He's throwing the ball about twice as far. Um, But here's my thing about steroids I think, I think steroids belongs in one sport. And, that sport is baseball. I don't think – I think steroids just doesn't do the yeah. same. I, obviously, it will help you in pretty much everything with, like, football, but I think it's a baseball thing. I want to see Aaron Judge roided up, hitting 9,000 homers in a season. I want to see it. But I just don't think – I think football is too much of a just I – don't, I don't know. I feel like steroids would – I feel like it would just cause too many issues. I mean, I really do. Because football, actually, I take it back. I want a middle linebacker with a neck pad. <laughs> Roid it up. I need it. Inject it in my veins. I need it. You should go back a couple, like, 30, 40 years, Tom. You would find them all around. Oh, Everybody. and look at Brian Bosworth. It was perfect. There's no chance to go uh, hey, let me let me ask you this. You think Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern's coach, wasn't taking steroids with a neck pad when he was playing football? No chance he wasn't. <laughs> uh, Pat Fitzgerald? Yeah, a little, a little Pat Fitzgerald tonight. Nothing like Pat Fitzgerald. Here's my other question, though. When when you guys hear first hear the word steroid, what's the first sport you think of? Because mine's obviously baseball. 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 Yeah, see, I feel like I feel like it's probably more prevalent in other sports. They just don't. It's only baseball that seems to like care about it super a lot, you know, like a whole well, bunch. I will say the steroid, the steroid era of baseball is a lot more fun. Certainly. Those home run derbies, people are hitting balls 540 feet like it was nothing. So we talked about steroids. We're going to go ahead and rank the Power Five conferences this year. If you want to add the American, um, you can as well. I don't know. I don't. Maybe the American was better than the Pac-12 last year. You could argue that probably. But we're just going to go ahead and rank the the Power Five. These are the conferences that are this year. You know, not future uh, realignment. Just this this uh, future 2022 football season. Oh, number one is clear. It's always it's always the SEC for football. Um, number two, kind of torn between the Big 12 and the Big 10. I don't know who's better this year because the Big 12. Has a lot of good teams this year, I think. OU, OSU, Baylor, Texas. I think they are all really good teams. I'll probably put Big Ten at two, the Big Twelve at three, four, ACC, then five. I'm going Pac twelve. Pac twelve is just a joke. I'll put the ACC above the Pac twelve just just for the fact that they have Clemson. For my top five, I also pretty much followed that same thing. I have obviously SEC is number one. They have been and they will continue to be the number one conference. And then I have Big 12 at two. I, and I really do believe that. I think 
I mean, overall, you look at every team in the Big 12, take out Kansas, but you look at every other team in the Big 12. I mean, hey, they're hey, take out Kansas. Don't take out Kansas. Put the Jayhawks in there. My bad. Four wins. Come on, baby. Four. We're going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> we are getting four this year. Count them up. If one of those are OU, you won't see me ever show my face again in public. But I have the Big 12 at two, uh, Big 10 at three um acc at four and jake it's funny you mentioned the american because i put the american above the pac-12 because the pac-12 is a joke of a conference and it, they are just never they're just they're not it they're not hey so, I would, I'd, be willing to, I'd be willing to put the american right up there at the acc quite quite honestly like last year now this year i think the acc is gonna be better i think nc state's improved um wake forest is still gonna be strong but i mean pit pit and wake forest being your conference championship game is fun it, i mean it's a fun game it was a fun game but that's not any better than cincinnati and houston it's not houston and is a sneaky team houston they were, were always sneaky good they were good and they they were good but they also benefited from like playing a, a fairly easy schedule um but they i mean the, the they beat auburn in their bowl game i mean houston was a good team and i'd be i mean i'd, I'd be hard pressed to say that houston wasn't better than wake forest maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I think that Americans run on par with the ACC and the Pac-12. That's just my honest opinion. Well, if A&M wasn't so damn scared to play the play Wake Forest in that bowl game, we would have been able to really tell. But someone yeah. was scared. Wake Big Forest shot. also gave up 50 to Army, though. So we have to realize that they, their defense wasn't exactly, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, American cheese. It was Swiss cheese. Hey, Sam Hartman is playing an NCAA 14 road to glory right now, and he is he's dominating. He is getting up there and he is dominating. Well, he you know how in Road to Glory you eventually get to call your own audibles and stuff? Mm-hmm. Sam Sam Hartman's got that, that feature completely unlocked. I mean, he's got yeah. He's had that since QB1. Like yeah. he came into college automatically having it. He came in as an 87 overall, and I'm convinced. He's he's at 92, 93 right now. Oh yeah. Good he's getting there. Um, four and five, I had ACC at four, and then the American at five in Pac-12 at six. So for mine, I went pretty close to what you have as well, Tom. I have the SEC, number one, obviously. Um, although I do think this could be the year that it's kind of maybe closer to the rest of the pack, just in terms of, the, you know, Georgia and Alabama were pretty much obviously the two best teams last year by the time it came to the national championship. I don't think that's going to be the case as much this year. I think Georgia's not going to be as good as they were last year. I think most people agree with that. Bama's obviously going to be up there. I think that it could be closer to the rest of the pack this year for the SEC. Um, and I've got the Big 12 at two um, with a little bit of bias, I'll be honest. I think this year the Big 12 has such a high level of competency where the Big 10 hasn't had that for a long time. I mean, we're looking at a lot of bad teams in the Big Ten. Let's just call it what it is. There's a lot of bad teams. Now, there are some very, very good teams, obviously. But there's a lot of teams that just aren't even competent, where I think the Big 12 has a lot of competency. Um, even West Virginia, who was not very good last year, is pretty competent or is going to be more competent. Um, same with Texas Tech, TCU. Um, I think Iowa State's going to be pretty pretty salty as well. Um, I actually put ACC at fourth, and then I have Pac-12 at fifth. But I think that gap is closer than people think. Um, the Pac-12 just needs to start winning bowl games, which would help. But I think this year they could be better because USC is going to be much improved, most likely at least. But the ACC also improves with I think Miami is going to get better as well. So I'll put the ACC ahead of the Pac-12 for now, but I think it's getting closer. Five Saturdays away, we're now four, I believe. So we're getting really, really close to uh, week one. We obviously have week zero before that. But what's your uh, game that, that stands out above the rest that's kind of just your unique favorite um, in week one that you're looking forward to that's, that's really going to signify college football being back for you? Not throw OU and OSU in there, but I threw OSU in there. The Oklahoma oh, State on. Cowboys play Central Michigan again, and I, I can't wait for Cooper Rush to be on that sideline in – to be cheering on the Central Michigan faithful. And I I just can't wait. I know that play wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. And that that play, that play, I hate to say it, Jake, that play goes down in my heart as one of my favorite plays in the world. It does. And I I can't wait for it. You guys are probably gonna beat the rails off of them. I won't lie. 
but there's that there's that chance again. You never know. There's that Central Michigan magic. We better beat them by 790. I fucking hate those people. We better beat the Chippewas by a million. Um, we, you know, oh, don't sleep what? on the Chippewas. We better, we better hope their bus gets broken on the way back. You know, I'm I'm wishing everything bad on them. I hope that their coach trips on the way out, running out of the tunnel. I hope the Chippewas have a horrible day. That'd be a fun sight, seeing an entire D1 football team all trip over, over each other, running out of the tunnel. That'd be a show. A little Mighty Mites thing when they run through the banner too fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I put on here Cincinnati and Arkansas. I think it's just a very unique game. Arkansas think, you know, they got pretty high expectations. They think they're back, you know, whatever. Uh, I guess as much as Arkansas can be back, but – um, Cincinnati is obviously a strong program. I think Luke Fickle is a great coach. And I think I'm going to go ahead and pick it right now. Just, just, just going ahead and giving you a preview for week one. I'm picking the Bearcats and this is just why I'm just looking at this. And I know these two, these two guys aren't going to be playing on the field, but Luke Fickle versus Sam Pittman. I'm going to take Luke Fickle 180 times out of 180 times. So I pick, I'll pick the Bearcats. But Drew, I'm also interested to watch that game to see how Cincinnati bounces back from losing literally their like five best players that they've had for four years starting. I'm really excited to see like who replaces Desmond Ritter. I have no clue. Um, Sauce Gardner is a hard and Kobe Bryant, both hard places to fill. Those are both two important positions at corner. Um, they lost a bunch of receivers, went to the draft, and I'm, I'm really excited to see if Luke Fickle can continue. Uh, Cincinnati also just excited to see them succeed because they're coming into the big 12 love to see them dominate an sec team week one. Yeah. I, I think Evan Prater, maybe the starter at quarterback. We'll see. Um, he was a pretty big recruit for Cincinnati to get. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be replacing a lot, but I mean, they kind of knew that coming in to this season. I, I'm kind of pretty high on the Bearcats. I think they're going to take a step back, but again, I just, I believe in Luke fickle too much to, to rate them like, lower than too much lower than they were last year is it uh notre dame and ohio state week one well yeah that's the clear number one game that weekend i'm I'm, I'm rooting for that game college football's back for that game yeah yeah college football's back and i assume college game day will be there that'll be exciting um you guys think lee corso is going to be on this year i hope so he's getting up there i want to see him throwing on throwing on the big the big buckeye head i want to see it happen not so fast midget Dude, I forgot about that. He, you know, you remember whenever he he said, I can't remember what he said. He said, "Ah, oh, fuck it." Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> Dude, okay. So I actually heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but that uh, potentially that Nick Saban might be the new Lee Corso once he retires. Nick I mean, Saban does not have that Lee Corso charisma. I'm sorry. Nick Saban is going to be great on television solely because of his ability to just like break down the game. But I, there's not anyone who can replace Lee Corso like that. I'm sorry. There's I'm not going to, so quit asking. I would take Lou Holtz up there, but I don't think he's probably older than Lee Corso. Well, Lou, Holtz, Lou Holtz is hanging on by a thread. So I love Lou Holtz, though, man. Can you tell me that guy's still alive? I mean, let's see. Yeah. It's I, a Catholic blood in him, man. It's pumping him. He's still alive from it. Is he still alive? 85. He yeah. looks dramatically older than 85. My grandma just turned to 80, 85, and she is on top of her shit. <laughs> I don't know about Lou Holtz, though. He looks like he is a good wind gust away from croaking. He is. But, oh, my God, dude. He's, he is classic, though. He, you guys remember college football final when it was Mark May and Lou Holtz? That was good stuff on ESPN late at night after the games when you're a kid. Oh, my gosh. Nothing like the final verdict. I will say when I was driving, I was driving back to the, to my apartment today, and I turned up, I looked up on YouTube, college football, loud cloud, loud crowds, and I turned it up full volume. Feels like you're in the crowd. <laughs> Recommend doing it. <laughs> hey, that'll get you. That'll get the juices flowing. Brought here to my eyes. That's that's a good way to start. I will say there have been multiple times that Drew and I have been bored at our house, and just throw on a Russell Westbrook highlight tape, yeah. and I. I get emotional every time, man, and I get pumped. I'll, I'll be ready to run through a wall. But so I'm going to give you guys a couple real quick questions. So here's here's I got three questions. Uh, you guys answer them with as three four words maximum. All right. When you're a father, will you kiss your kids on the mouth? No. 
No shot in hell. All right. Uh, Maybe if they're like children, but no. All right. How many four for fours maximum could you eat when you, while you're drunk and you're and you're hungry? Three. Probably three. Twelve for twelve. Okay, nice. <laughs> twelve for twelve. Um, and who's the most likely team in the country this year to go eight and four? That's a Texas A and M. There's right. no. You know what? No. Not even A and M. They're not even getting eight and four this year. Don't even give me that crap. Oh, we're going seven and five. They're seven and five this year. I hate. We're going to celebrate in July this year. It's we're gonna pack out the Texas Bowl. Since August fourth is a A and M day, would that make May seventh Texas Day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be Kansas Day as well because they scored fifty-seven. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, so the other topic we wanted to discuss to- today um, was one that I think every male or female um, is very, very, very excited about in the near future and 2023 we're hoping summer of 2023 we get the new uh, ncaa football video game what features are you guys reminiscing on that you want to see in the future or what do you want to see added i want to be able to win a heisman international championship my freshman year and then just go transfer to school do it all four years i they need to have the transfer portal in that game you're gonna be a mercenary yeah (laughs) I'm going to win one at Kansas. He's any, any NIL deal he can get. I'm winning one at Kansas. I'm winning one at Rutgers. Give me oh, any. there needs to – oh, oh, you need to go the the four, like, Kansas, Old Dominion, Temple. I don't know. Someone in Georgia Southern. If you can do it all four of those, that, that should be an achievement. Should be. Should be an achievement in the game. You can If you can win a national championship – at uh, Eastern Michigan, I'll give you a pat on the back. Don't hate on that great field. I guess the other things I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm just I mean I would take anything at this point, but I really hope that obviously they keep Road to Glory. Um, I love the mascot mashups because that's perfect when you're a little bit you know you get the little sleepy sillies. Maybe you've had a couple in you and you're like, hey, you guys want to play mascot matchup? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna play the as the Syracuse Orange. I'm gonna have no hands as the Stanford Tree. That's just a beautiful thing, you know. And I, you know, they're doing front flips, juking people out. I mean, it was—it's a perfect football mode. We it need is. that back. We need that back. Other than that, I think ultimate team mode would be pretty fun. Kind of, kind of like uh, in in NBA Two K or in FIFA, those are pretty fun. You give me a Kyler Murray OU card, I I will never get another quarterback the entire year. Hate to say I want it. Michael Vick. I want a Michael Vick. He was. If I had to choose one, I need the Heisman Challenge back. I want to run it back with the more recent Heismans. I'm tired of playing as Rod Woodson and, like, I don't know, Tim Tebow here and there. I'm tired of it. I think that was Would the one say? that had uh, Barry Sanders and RG3 on the cover. Was yeah, the- it was uh, NCAA 13. Yeah, that was that was a good game, though. That was fun. We got to get updated uniforms on there. Oh, yeah. oh. so Jake, have you played college football revamped? Well, revamp they well they have the new ones on revamped, but I'm still saying like, I want I mean even on revamped that takes them a while. You got I want say say OSU or you know TC or Oregon, one of these teams that changes their uniforms like almost every other week. I want to see the new helmet. I want it to be up there the next week. You know, I want to wear. I'll say Drew and I have played revamped, and it's basically I mean it updates everything. It's literally. It's basically how I want the new game to be, but I know it won't. I know EA is going to fuck it up somehow, and it's going to be a Madden clone just with college. But okay I, with- I'm, I'm holding out hope. I am. I if we could just get a dynasty mode, somewhat similar to what we have now in Stubble 14, I I will be happy. I've spent ten years playing this game, and I will spend hopefully spend ten years on the new one. Oh, well, I'm hoping that. We can get – honestly, everybody keeps saying we, you know, they don't want the Madden clone, and I, I get that. I'd take anything at this point, man. Like, literally, I'd take literally anything. But I just – I'm going to miss the NCAA 14 physics, man. I want to – I want I want my quarterback to somehow get sacked and throw it at, a like, a 180-degree angle and launch it 90 yards. I miss it. It's it, it makes me happy when it happens, and I'm sad that it's not going to happen in that game, and I know it. But I, it, it'll be good. It'll be good. I'm I, I I'm having hope that it'll be great. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, two K will make a, a college basketball game. 
Oh my cool. gosh, dude, that'd be so much fun. Oh, I think, uh, I think the most fun, uh, like f- feature uh, NCAA football 14 was whenever you're, you're as a dynasty, you get all the coach offers. Oh, yeah. Uh, whenever you say, oh, the coaching carousel. It's yeah, perfect. Well, see, I'm coaching at Eastern Michigan there. And all right, now the Michigan Wolverines want me. All right, you know, now Georgia Tech wants me. All right, now, now, now Tennessee wants me. They all want me. All right. That's such that is such an enjoyable part of the of the whole scene. I actually won the uh, national championship with Tulane, um, the Green there Wave out there. They did it, and then I went to Tennessee and I did it for 15 straight years. And I'll I tell you what, that. Colorado State has got a got a dynasty brewing right now with uh with uh what's his name, Sonny Dykes. I think no, it's not that because that's a ten-year game. Uh, I forgot what I named him, but uh, oh yeah. Colorado State, the Rams are—they're having a good one. They hey, just beat Colorado number one Bama last night. It's perfect. Nothing will ever be uh the UTEP head coach Fabian Lomanchico. <laughs> yeah, Drew, wait, you say that say that name again. Fabian Lomanchico. <laughs> Fabian Lomanchico. Can you imagine Jake, if Jake, I kid you not, Fabian Lomanchenko in college football? Jake, literally, we were making a big dynasty. We were all making teams, and Drew just goes, looks at the TV and just types that name now. And I I was in shock when I saw it. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe in Momo Chico. I got another question for y'all. Uh, who is the Jerry Jones of college football? Oh, God. Is it Fabian Lomachenko? <laughs> it might be. No, Fabian Lomachenko wins. <laughs> Hey, whoa, whoa, let's not, let's not, let's not start with the, with the Jerry Jones slander. Can't wait until he croaks, but let's not start it. Jerry Jones college football, okay. Anybody that goes through Florida State's program. All right, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. I would say whoever the head coach is of Texas. Yeah, it's hard to. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to disassociate Texas. Because, I mean, I, I won't lie. I'm, I'm the biggest Dallas Cowboy fan around, and it hurts me that I am. But I didn't get that choice when my father brought me to games. But I, it's just every year it's like, oh, they're going to be so great, and then they're horrible. They're not horrible, but they're not ever super – they're not going to win. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. And I feel like Texas is just like that every year. It's like every year we come to the season, we're like – Oh, they're gonna be so good, and then just every year, every single year. You know what Texas but. needs? Lou Holtz. You know who Texas needs is Fabian Lomachico. Well, maybe <laughs> Lomachico turn him around. I think Lou Holtz would get him get him on the right track. I bet he is just a happy man. I there's probably nothing wrong in Lou Holtz world right now. You've got to hope so. Except the fact that he's old as hell. Yeah. Can't can't beat age, can you? His bones probably hurt. <laughs> what did you say? That his bones probably hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah, bones are in pain, hurt. man. He does not deserve arthritis. That's he's one of those people. I wonder how many kidney stones that man has had. Gosh, you gotta think. Just on probably sheer. a few more than I have, but I think he has more kidney stones and more national championships. Oh, that is that's a that's a question right there. How many national titles does he have? I know he has one, at least. And I remember one, yeah. Let's see. National championships, Lou Holtz. I think just one. Uh, he only has one? I think he's just got one, maybe. It was the, the Catholics versus Convicts here. Yeah. I think he just got one, guys. Uh, maybe. That's maybe. surprising. I thought he had, like, five or six. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Maybe Lomachenko has two. Uh, well, then he no. definitely has more kidney stones than national championships, hundred yeah. percent. That guy's kidneys probably don't even fucking work anymore. But <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, you would probably think so. All right, well, I'm ready for college football, guys. Man, I'm not gonna lie. I am too. It's gonna be a good season. I've got the call, the Hall of Fame game on right now. The Jaguars and the uh, Oakland Raiders, and uh, you'll never believe who's playing for the the Jaguars today. It was uh, Jake Luton, famous Oregon State cool. legend. Him and uh, him, did him and Brandon Coates was Brandon Coates in the same team with them? 
<laughs> no, that was Sean Mannion. Oh. Where did Brandon Cooks play in college? Oregon State. Really? Yeah. He's being the real OSU. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, I mean, hey, you got to fear the Beaver every now and then. You know who uh, my favorite Oregon State player of all time is? Jaquiz Rogers. Uh, Maurice Kalu. Oh my God, dude. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that guy's true. awesome. I don't know how you can't love that guy. I can't believe we had a Maurice Kalu um, call out on this on this pod. All right, I've got one more question for you, and then we'll we'll, we'll call it a night. Say you just won, you won the big game, right? You you your your team, you're the coach of a team, and uh, you guys had the biggest victory in school history. All right, what kind of flavor of Gatorade are you wanting getting dumped on you? Uh, the clear kind. That way it doesn't stain my clothes that bad. I mean, come on, Drew. The clear kind? Well, I mean, I'm not Drew, drinking. I'm not drinking. I'm getting it dumped on me. Yeah, but you get to a little bit of it. How about this? You get to you get to have a little bit of fun with it. You, know? you suck the flavor out, out of your shirt. Yeah, you can, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can just get a get a nice yeah. sip right yeah, there. Probably, uh, probably fruit punch. All right, fair. That's fair. I would have the white cherry. Just. Oh. It's the best flavor. I'm sorry. Anyone else who disagrees, you can go suck on my nuts. It's the best flavor, and it's not close. Dude, you guys realize what, like, I've never seen a white cherry in nature. Is there such thing as a white cherry? Sounds I don't think so. flavor we have. Well, white cherry is the best, and I hope it's, I hope it's a fruit, because I want to start eating. Yeah, that's fair enough. All right, uh, we're going to call it night. We're going to have you guys, our listeners, we'd love you guys to go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a five-star rating. Um, also, follow us on Twitter, at 3ManFrontFB. Um, Man, we, we appreciate y'all for listening. You know, come back for the next one. Tuck's coming. Tuck's coming. <laughs>